In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. On the night before his most sorrowful passion, our Lord gathered his apostles around him. On that night, the last night of his mortal life, our Lord Jesus Christ, as a father, called his children in order to make known his last will. Every word, every gesture here is full of importance. So he took bread into his holy and venerable hands and raised his eyes towards heaven unto God, his Almighty Father, and giving thanks, he blessed it, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat you all of this, for this is my body. In like manner he took the chalice into his holy and venerable hands. He blessed it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink you all of these, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal testament, which shall be shed for you and for many, until the remission of sin. Through these words, through these gestures, our Lord gave his own body and blood to his apostles. In his poverty, Jesus Christ did not have anything to give but himself. And that's what he left for his children, the treasure of his real presence in the Most Holy Eucharist. And it was the will of our Lord that all his children from all places and all times would be able to partake of this precious gift. And for this reason, he gave an order to his apostles. Do this in commemoration of me. By these words, our Lord gave his apostles the power to do what he himself had done to change the bread and the wine into his own body and blood. By these words, the apostles were ordained the priests of the new law in order to offer the sacrifice of the new law.
do this in commemoration of me, which means offer this sacrifice of my body and blood for the glory of God and for the salvation of souls. So the priests are the executors of the last will of Jesus Christ. And it was his last will that his apostles and their successors would do what he himself did on that blessed night. That the church would carry on this mystery until the end of time. And the feast we celebrate today give us the opportunity to reflect on the fact that the blood of our Lord that was shed on the cross for our salvation is really present on the altar. After the consecration, the chalice doesn't have wine anymore, but the blood, the precious blood of the Lamb of God, which was sacrificed for us. And it is not a fable or a pious imagination, like the Protestants would say. It's not a figure, but it is the reality. If you wish, you can go and ask our Lord himself, Lord, what is inside that chalice? And he will say, as he said on that blessed night, it is my blood. So how could someone dare to doubt the word of God? And so many miracles during the centuries have attested the real presence of our Lord in the Most Holy Eucharist. What an infinite treasure our Lord left to His Church, His own body and blood, really present among us. And from the very beginning, the Holy Church received this precious treasure with reverence and love. And she surrounded the sacred words of the consecration with many prayers and ceremonies. Everything 
to render glory to the real presence of our Lord. And this monument of piety that we call liturgy is the most valuable patrimony of the Church. St. Paul says that Christ showed his love for the Church, dying for her. And we could say, without any hesitation, that the Church shows her love for Christ through the liturgy. Because the liturgy is the great chant of love that the Church sings to God. However, we know that it was not a work of one day, of one year, but of many and many centuries. Beginning with our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and the Holy Apostles, passing through many saints and popes, the liturgy of the Roman Church was always growing organically until it found its completion in the codification made by Pope Pius VI after the Council of Trent. So the Tridentine Mass, as we call it, always was and will always be the authentic expression of the faith of the Catholic Church. And that is how, for almost two thousand years, the Church has accomplished, day by day, the commandment given by Christ to do this in commemoration of him. In this way, it is not so surprising that the enemy would try to attack the liturgy of the Church, that he would push for our reform in order to deform this most beautiful chance. Because the devil knows that the liturgy is linked to the faith. When you touch the liturgy, you touch the faith. When you change the way people pray, you change the way they believe. And when you change the way people believe, you change the way they behave. As Cardinal Burke said, 
the abuses in the liturgy are strictly correlated with lack of faith and moral corruption. These are the consequences of a bad liturgy. And the way to discern a good liturgy from a bad one is the manner the Blessed Sacrament is treated. Because if the body of our Lord is treated like a waiter, and if the chalice of his blood is treated like a glass of wine, so we can clearly see how this way of doing things will deform the faith of the people, who will be inclined not to believe anymore in the real presence of our Lord. And this deformed faith will lead way deformed the life. And perhaps this is the key to understand the present crisis in the Church and in the world. A lack of care towards the liturgy. How has the liturgy been celebrated? How have the people been treating the Most Holy Eucharist? I bet if the angels could cry they would, seeing what we see in so many churches. We needed to understand, my brethren, that if we believe it is the Lord, we must treat Him accordingly, with all respect and love. So we can see how important it is that the liturgy should be well celebrated for the glorification of God and the salvation of souls. Because if the downfall of a person, of a family, or a society comes from the lack of care and respect towards the things of God, So the restoration of all things will only happen when we learn how to give God the adoration He deserves. When we learn how to honor with due respect the body and blood of Jesus Christ in the Most Holy Eucharist.
So my brethren, let us adore the real presence of our Lord in the most holy sacrament. Let us adore and in spirit of reparation for so many abuses. Let us say many times during the day the prayer that the angel of Portugal taught the three children at Fatima. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love thee. And I ask thee pardon for all those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love thee. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.